With $20 worth of quarters in my pocket, I think I'm living in the shade of an 80s arcade. Shall we play a game? Oh. Hello and welcome to Living in the Shade of an 80s Arcade. And I'm your most excellent host, Joel McLaughlin. And for the first time ever, I have a guest. I want to welcome my good friend, Link Fezzenin, uh, a also a co-host of the Linux Link Tech Show. How are you doing today, Link? Uh, rocking and rolling at this point now, anyway. <laughs> cool. And uh, as Link is, well, I'm going to say we're pretty close in age, I think. Uh, one of the things that we both have in common is our love for the arcade and for all the things uh, that happened good in the 80s. Uh, so, uh, yes. Yes. So I think what, I'm just going to go ahead and kind of do a little short interview here. Um, and then uh, we'll just kind of shoot the shit about arcade games. So, Link, what was your, what in the 80s, what was your most favorite arcade game? Uh, that, I, you know, that's a really hard question to answer. Because, <laughs> yeah, really, because, you know, back when back when the 80s was around, you know, we we saw the whole evolution of arcade games, you know, from from personal game from games like Pong, uh, you know, on up through the on up through the, the good consoles and and then uh the really awesome arcade games that they had and they all everything sort of in my memory i mean, i'm sure it didn't happen that way but in my memory everything kind of uh enveloped and came out at the same time or, or was very short order um in those years you know you you started out at you know i need to stop saying you know so you started out at pizza hut and things like that when you were growing up, which was the coolest right. thing ever. You would go to Pizza Hut, and there would be a Pac-Man or a Galaga there, yep, or maybe an Asteroids in a cocktail table style. Yes, and that, that all, my they're all cocktail tables, right? So that you yep. could sit down and play them in the little uh, the little foyer that they had before you went in and got your pizza with your family. See, and I think when they developed that co that cocktail table style, I think at one point they were looking at possibly installing those things like in a bar or something. I never sure. well, granted, I wasn't I wasn't old enough to drink, but I think that's what it was for. Um, sure. So I, I don't know if they actually used them that way, but the way the one place you always could count on them being was Pizza Hut. Absolutely, you go to Pizza Hut, and that was the thing. You know, you were a king for a day. When you went to a Pizza Hut and got to set, got to sit down. With back when their pizza, yeah, I was going to say back when the pizza was actually good. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so, a whole yeah. different. That's a whole different thing. These people that uh, these young people <laughs> growing up have no idea that Pizza Hut was like the place. You know, the pizza was great. It was probably, you know, it was a restaurant, like an, a real restaurant where you went, sat down and they had waitresses. Yep. Came over and took your order. And, you know, the, the soda cups, I remember. And it was just, you know, they had a salad bar. It was just a wonderful yep. place. 
go. Yeah. Uh, and and then on top of it, there were these arcade games there, which made it absolutely awesome when you're a kid. And uh, you know, two two arcade games. Shoot, there were only <clears throat> two or three different arcade games at the time. Like I said, there was you know, really at the beginning you were looking at Asteroids, which came out, uh, Pac-Man and Galaga, which were the really big ones, and um, you know, and then everything else sort of popped out en masse afterwards. You know, Miss Pac-Man. And, and uh, Donkey Kong popped out, and, and they were all so popular and awesome. But anyway, to get back to your original question of what my favorite games were, um, that's partly why it's so hard to answer. But the ones that I really, really liked were the ones that I could um, excel at a little bit and be able to play more than 20 seconds at a clip before I die, right? And that one of one of those in particular is still one of my favorites now, and that's Centipede, uh, which is a really wonderful game. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it definitely it's not my most favorite one, um, but it's definitely one one of my favorites. And I think I, I think one of the things that especially if, you know, now we're you know, getting up there in age. Um, you know, I, I look back at those times as as a real fond time and uh a lot of people might not think about video games being a family time, but it, in my family, it it really was. Um, <clears throat> my uh, parents did love to play those things with me, especially my mom, uh, God rest her soul. Um, but uh, she uh, uh, definitely would uh, play uh, play us at uh, whatever we had on the Atari, which you know that's a whole nother subject, but. Oh, yeah. um, but the uh, thing that one of the, my biggest memories was, and the thing about the eighties, especially the earlier, you know, to mid eighties, uh, there were arcades, but you know, those, those were like Mecca for us, you know, <laughs> you know, the, the, those, you know, there was that, but I think the thing that always surprised me was the different locations that you would kind of find in arcade. Like when I lived in the, cleveland area i lived in westlake ohio there was an arcade attached to our dairy queen with and that's one of my biggest memories was going and uh, mom throwing us five bucks and actually we all did every one of us i think i don't know if dad ever played any but i know my mom always did she played pac-man usually um and uh we would all go into the arcade after after we had our ice cream and uh play some video games so so ours was a, uh, and since you dropped names where you grew up, I grew up in Oneonta, New York. And uh, ours was at the local mall. We had this little mall. And you have to yep. understand, these were, you know, uh, these were different times when you and I grew up. So really, yes, it was. Our, our arcade in there was a dumping ground. It was a child dumping ground. Yep. And that's, uh, so you would go in there, especially for the mall, right? Your, your parents would bring you in the mall and you would go to the arcade and they'd give you five bucks. Like you said, five bucks then was, I mean, you could debt with just quarters all day. It was crazy. Yep. So yep. they give you five bucks to go in there, to go in the arcade and shut up and leave them alone. And then they would take off and they would go down the mall and they would walk into Sears and they would do their thing and, or JCPenney and 
and do their thing and browse around and do whatever they had to do there. And then they would come back and get you a little bit later. And uh, these were even the days before cell phones, right? So yep, it's not, your, your parents would dump you off there and they, that was it. You were right. just there until they came back to get you. Uh, mm-hmm. unless you. Unless you knew how to crawl and scratch your way home by yourself, that's where you were. But uh, it was still, uh, that was the most awesome thing in the world to happen because you would go in there and you would see your friends from your school or maybe from another school. And uh, you would be able to play each other and watch how everybody else played those video games, which is another, you know, that's in there. It's like a competition sport, right? Um, so you would yeah. get in there and, and watch people rack points up on uh pac-man or you play the driving games really like the driving games they were fun yeah it's one of my favorite categories of arcade games because that's one of the very few uh uh, at that time anyway you i mean you could you play pole position at home yeah was it as great as playing it at the arcade with an actual steering wheel (laughs) no Like you could play it at home on the Atari, which was fine, and that was just right. Fine, but you were driving, you know, if you got in, mm-hmm. if you got in the real one, you were actually driving a car, and you could steer, and they had shift levers, and it was so cool. Yep, that game, and then like um, uh, I'm trying to remember the Sega's one they had. Um, was, I want to say MotoGP, but I know that's not the right one. Um, I'll, I'll think about it later, probably. <laughs> but uh, Rally X, where they had the little steering yes. wheel, and mm-hmm. boy, Ivan Stewart's um, super truck. Yes, the with the trucks and you driving uh, around the little track. That that was a blast to play too. But I think uh, one of the other questions I want to ask you is: Now, I was very much in the Atari camp because uh, hey for a long time that was the only game in town but what was the the first home console that you got um atari for sure atari 2600 yeah i never absolutely. got anything else after that um so our atari Until you got older <laughs> our atari no i still don't have any um our atari uh was uh the most wonderful thing in the world you know you got it and the, probably the worst game on it was combat but that's another but you know we played that thing a lot because when we right. first got that that might have been the only game you had right yeah, <laughs> yeah. so because uh, that was the pack-in yeah <laughs> but I, you know I, i'm not gonna say i didn't play it i did play it for sure but that got old after a while and then the new fave uh after that was like space invaders right that was which was at the time probably the most accurate graphic wise of any yeah, game on right. the system I you mean, know for sure yeah yeah because you know atari is uh limited and had very blocky graphics and and that's another you know i guess that's another topic to bring up is that the games back then required some imagination to play everything's so photorealistic and stuff now and back then you had to sort of i think that's made it more fun because you had to yeah you had to be in your imagination already 
in order to really enjoy that game. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was, it was limitless at that point when you're in your, when you, you have to use your imagination to do something. Yep. Your, your imagination has no limits to it. And photorealistic games are limited to just that, I guess. Yep. Yeah, and they're also. I think they're all the photorealistic games too are also more easy. Like the one thing that I I went into an arcade. I'm trying to remember when the last time I went to main event. Um, main event um, is a um, it's mostly I want to say mostly southern I think, but it's like a a com and it there's one down in Knoxville where my father lives. And um, they have bowling, uh, but the co- cool thing, it's kind of like they jammed a bowling alley, a restaurant, and laser tag, and I think a zip line all in the same building. Uh, <laughs> but they, I went in there, and I was playing some games, and what, there were some really cool 80s-inspired games there, like a really supersized Pac-Man and a Space Invaders games, which were both awesome. Uh, but... Um, I wanted to play one of the driving games and I'm sitting there playing like I played like um, two different games and the graphics were like the same in both games, but the theme was different. It's like, it's like the same game, but it was reskinned, which yeah. is like it, there was no difference in gameplay. And I'm like, well, that's not fun. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I, I I think that video games has kind of lost some of the simplicity that they had back then. You know, with the 80s video game, you could sit there and play it for 10, 15 minutes, turn it off, go do your homework or whatever. But now you got like, like I, a few years ago, I bought my son uh, a Xbox 360, which came with a, a free download of Skyrim. And Christmas night, I didn't go to bed because uh, <laughs> I was playing Skyrim. And, and that's the other thing, too, is modern games really require this grinding and grinding and grinding to get any good at it. And I ain't saying that there wasn't some of that in 80s games. You know, there was if if you wanted to just get better. But, um, you know, you, you could at least get through the first couple levels without too much difficulty and it was i think it was a lot more fun time to myself because you because you could head at a sense of excuse me first day of my new mouth uh because <laughs> you had an, a sense of achievement faster mm-hmm. there was some accomplishment that you could do it wasn't so difficult that you know you just weren't able to do anything except for yep. you know finishing the first level of pac-man yep <laughs> which, which which took a little bit of doing you know uh when video games first came out nobody had any frame of reference how to do any of this stuff yep yep well it, it was an entirely new invention when we were kids i mean it really was I mean, and it was the hot toy you know um which takes me back kind of a little bit into my next question which i just thought of was one of the things that we probably all had before we had a Atari was maybe a Mattel game. Did you have any of those when you were growing up? Did not. You didn't. Ah, you missed out on them. <laughs> they no, were... Because the first big thing that came out um, was the Pong game, right? Mm-hmm. And that's by Atari 2. 
right? It's Ari yep. Fong. And yep. uh, for, for the uninitiated who don't know, basically it was the very first console that came out. And uh, it was just a, uh, you know, it was just a little console and it had two controllers that hung off of it, one on either side. And it was, uh, Pong is like a, almost like a table tennis type Tennis, game, yeah. Right? And yep. it's just a, all it is is a little, a little, it was a square white blip that used yep. to go across the screen back and forth. And there were, I think, maybe seven different game selections on this thing. It was like Pong and table tennis and regular tennis and like you could play one or two player kind of things like right. that and uh it would just this little blip would come back and forth and you had a you had a uh on the side of the screen there was a large bar and the blip would come and hit the bar and go back and forth and that was how you played and that was just you know when that came out that was the coolest thing ever my uncle had that so i would go over to his house and sometimes spend the weekend over there so that I could not only play Pong with him, but also listen to his uh, killer stereo, which is another topic <laughs> someday. Back um, in the day. Young people have no idea what those look like. Yep. Um, anyway, and this killer stereo, um, I would play that. And then a little bit later, uh, for Christmas, we got the Atari 2600 with yep. whatever first games it came with i know it was uh, one of them combat, probably and something else it came with right um and then shortly thereafter my parents got uh space invaders which i thought was just the coolest thing and yep. that was you know that was pretty much my ride until we got asteroids yep i became a master at asteroids on the atari 2600 not on regular asteroids because if i play regular asteroids right now like the the ray traced uh regular mm -hmm. asteroids i get killed so fast dude really even it's huh. crazy i get killed so fast but the asteroids on the atari 2600 i used to sit there when i was bored and play that game and, you know, we were bored back in the day because you yes. know, I lived out in nowhere with 500 cows. And, uh, and they, you know, it was the 80s, right? So you didn't have uh, cool video games on your telephone. And you can't call your friends all the time because you actually had to use a landline phone. And if they weren't home, they weren't home. Right. So, I, <laughs> you know, if I got bored, I would play Asteroids. And I would sit there in an afternoon and I would roll the counter on asteroids over wow and just roll it over two three four five times and i, uh, I think i know why that is too now i'm thinking about why you were able to beat the be better at the regular one uh the atari one than the than the arcade version because i played it the other day i have the atari flashback classic uh cartridge for the yeah. nintendo switch by the way you want a modern uh arcade uh not arcade i'm sorry modern console that can play these games the switch is where it's at um there's so many of them on there um but that 
cartridge has both the arcade version and the Atari 2600 version. The one thing I noticed was was the uh, at least when they first came on the screen, the asteroids always went from top to bottom of the screen or bottom to top, either either direction. They didn't kind of come in from the from the sides. And I think that might be why it's a little I think it's a little simpler um, although in many cases, I think it had better graphics because it actually had color. Uh, the uh, arcade version was just a ray trace. The same thing, you know, a lot of people think, well, the, that the that uh, Space Invaders was a color video game. It was not. It just had a transparency laid over the top right. of it. That's you right. Know? It had so, a three, uh, sometimes a three color transparency. Yep, and sometimes that wouldn't be on there either. Right, as it got it got old and wore out. Uh, and they would just come marching over, and that was that was how you did it back then. Yep, but that but that's you know that you know, asteroids is definitely a, a great one, and I, that's one of the ones that we had that on the twenty six hundred. We also had missile command. Yep, which is pretty good on there. Uh, Space invaders, of course, and then I think I don't know about you, but I think. Most of us kids from in the 80s, when we got the 2600 version of Pac-Man, we were severely disappointed. Huh? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great. I mean, it wasn't no. terrible. No, it just didn't look like Pac-Man. Yeah, it just didn't look like it. Now, Miss Pac-Man, when Miss Pac-Man came out for the Atari 2600, that Much looked better. like Pac-Man. Yeah. That was a Pac-Man. Yeah. That was not bad. Yeah, we had the twenty six hundred, the original uh, six switch twenty six hundred. Um, there was a four six switch and a four switch. There's also the black one, which everyone calls the Darth Vader. The Vader, yeah, yeah. Vader and sixer. There's a there's a four switch. Yep, that, that's um, a, a four switch that has the wood grain, and then there's the you know the newer style. Four switches, and then they had some. They had know, the really mini one too. Yeah, they had some later ones that came out that yep. were small and stuff like that. Yeah. And then my graduate, no, I think no, not my graduation present because that wouldn't be a lie. Um, no, it wasn't that. <laughs> but um, somewhere, uh, trying to remember when we got it. Um, I was in high school. We got it. We got the seventy eight hundred. All right. One year, I got my first computer, my first honest-to-God actual computer, uh, uh, which we'll get into that, um, was uh, a Christmas present uh, but for me and my brother, uh, which was the Atari 800XL. Uh, I don't have the one I actually got, but I have another one sitting next to me in my office here. Um, but uh, the other one was the 7800, and the 7800 was some, had some significant improvements uh, over the 2600 they had a lot of a uh, um different one of one of the games i had on that was was food fight which is a lot of fun if you've never played that one it's really great um but that had the advantage where they basically uh added more room on the cartridge board uh but they kind of added it in a unique way so that the 7800 could still play the original atari games so um and uh, I don't remember which of the 7800 specific games I had, 
but I, I know that was one of them. I think the other one was Xevious, if I remember right, uh, which had a little bit more color than most of the games did at, uh, at the time. So, um, but the Atari uh, 8-bit computer, the 800XL, um, that was a really great game machine at the time, too. And uh, I have several of the games that I had when I was a kid in here. Plus, I have others, too, with a uh, device I bought from uh, Poland <laughs> from a guy named Lotharek. That's was his handle. And it basically adds an SD card and it lets me boot floppy images. So uh, uh, let's get on to, which I already know, I believe it was your first one, but you had the Com- uh, Commodore 64 back in the day. And before we hear Link's response to that, I'm going to go ahead and put our thanks in here and we'll get back to the show after the break. Before we go and say thanks to our awesome host, Anchor, for making this show possible, I do have a couple shout-outs to my good friend, Rob Fott, in Living in the 80s. If you love the 80s as much as I do, you do want to check out that show. You might hear Rob. You might hear a little bit of Matt Moore. Um, Hey, you never know what you're going to get over there. And I also want to put a great shout-out to my buddy, Big J, Jason Peitzmeyer, for putting out the awesome Chewing the Fat as well as Free For All. If you're a conservative or into conservative uh, politics at all, you do want to check out that show. And uh, I want to thank both of them for being awesome. I actually started with the Commodore Big 20. Oh, all right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah was my jam that was that was came out a little earlier yeah uh it's uh basically looks like a commodore 64 but it has you know uh it only has 4k RAM. yeah four 4k ram that's it that's all yep. you got and uh and uh uh yep a white and the commercial for it which you should play you should you should add uh-huh. it somehow is the commercial for it is uh bill shatner yep captain kirk on star trek anyway he was the guy that was pushing everybody to get this brand new uh personal computer which is a most fantastic idea ever what why would you why would you need a computer and you know my god why would you even want it in your home anyway why buy just a video game from Atari or Intellivision? Invest in the wonder computer of the 1980s for under $300. The Commodore VIC-20. Unlike games, it has a real computer keyboard. With the Commodore VIC-20, the whole family can learn computing at home. Plays great games, too. Under $300, the wonder computer of the 1980s, the Commodore VIC-20. Coming soon, Commodore brings you Gorf, the Wonder Arcade game, and Omega Race in home versions. Commodore. So this brand new idea of a personal computer, he was pushing on TV and we eventually got one. And I just like, uh, and it was for the family, right? And I just sort of took uh, control over it and was the one that was really doing things on it to the point where it ended up in, in my room eventually. Um, so, and I still have, I still have a big 20 today. And eventually after that, I did get, a, uh, I got a Commodore 64 and a, a Commodore Plus 4, and uh, thus started my journey 
into uh, computer geekdom yep. uh, where I, you know, make my living at it at this point in time. And we can't, of course, we can't forget the Apple II uh, series of computers, which I know we both have. Yep. Um, those were the ones that were insanely popular at schools up until yes. you know geez up until after we graduated college really schools were still using probably them. and in some yep. cases they still are mm-hmm. and i uh, i also have uh, uh, several apple twos over at my house today still and uh, i know you have at least one over at yours yes an apple 2c and well, the, and that's funny. I and our school never had a two C, but the whole reason I got one in 1985 uh, when I lived in Berwick, Pennsylvania. Yeah, nobody ever heard of it either. Well, actually, no. It's funny. Uh, one of my one of the engineers on the SAS side of uh, my team uh, actually grew up um, and went to Bloomsburg High School in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, and then went to the college there too. So he knew all the places I was talking about the other day, but, um, but back then, um, uh, they, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. They had the two E, the two and two pluses. They did not have a two C, but I was in scouts and, uh, my dad and I, uh, and my mom and my brother, and we basically stood in front of, in the little vestibule of at Ames, another plate another store nobody's probably ever heard of i have uh, or <laughs> yeah i know or a kmart yeah yeah that's because we're old but yeah. but a kmart and we sold sub sub sandwiches just to get to there we and we 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 did that for many weekends in a row we got enough money that we could go to fort ap hill virginia and uh, participate in the uh, Boy Scout Jamboree during the 75th anniversary of scouting. And Apple was at uh, the Jamboree. They gave away, and these were a really hot ticket uh, when we were there, cases. Apple made a case for the 2C so that you can take it with you, Uh, which is why I got the 2C later in life. It took me 40 years to finally fill that case. Um, because <laughs> they also made an LCD, which I I have not found it yet, and I don't even know if I want to. You're not because uh, well, that's the thing it is um, I can probably uh, for about fifty sixty bucks go on Amazon and get one of the LCDs that you use for um, I'm trying to like probably the ones for a backup camera and uh, um, use that with it, but. <laughs> well, as I am on the free version of Zoom, because uh, that's how what we're using. Because uh, I think the audio is a little bit better than what we use on Deck Show. Um, but uh, it's telling me I have ten minutes to wrap up the show, which I think we can do that. Uh, but um, <clears throat> let's I think one other thing I'll ask uh, is. Um, well, we you talked about the playing at that Pizza Hut, but what was this strange place you would find video games at in the 80s? Which that was pretty common back then. Um, I think the strange place that you would find them back then was in a grocery store, yeah, yeah, 
you know was, what though? Yeah. That was the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they had a couple arcade games uh, out front when, when we got in line, mom threw you a couple quarters. She said, go play asteroids. Have yeah, right. Play. It was the same dump and go that they did at the mall. Yeah, they just went <laughs> and we and we'd play. And most of the times I think we were we I at least had enough quarters. She gave me enough then. By the time that uh, mom was done and ready to go, uh, they were, uh, you know, the quarters were were done, yep. <laughs> and yep. we can go home. And uh, the other, the other great thing that we had, and, and see, that's the thing. A lot, of, a lot. Of, I think toys were more attainable in the eighties in a lot, of, a lot of ways. So one of the ways I got when we lived in Athens, Ohio, yeah, I I mentioned at, at least two cities in Pennsylvania and one in Ohio, two in Ohio, actually. Um, but when dad, when dad was uh, working uh, in Meigs County, Ohio, that's where we lived, which is right next to uh, the Ohio University, not Ohio State. And uh, the one thing that we'd always grab when we were at Kroger's, my Kroger's had them, and I don't know if the stores up in New York did, but back then, you can get Star Wars action figures at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> and and they were a buck, <laughs> so we got a lot of them. <laughs> so, um, but in the eighties, where it was just a different time, and I think I think a lot of a lot of times, uh, kids these days, especially our own children, have no idea. You know, like like I was fired up the computer up here, and Luke was up here, and I'm like, watch this, and he's like. What is that? I'm like, the computer. <laughs> you're talking about your, your Atari 800XL, right? Yeah, or or well, actually the same thing with the Atari with the Apple IIc, which thankfully the Apple IIc I bought on eBay actually has a working floppy drive in it. Uh, <laughs> um, cool. and the IIc was one of the first ones I ever had the floppy built into it, I think. Um, but you know, I turned it on. I said, "Watch this." And I turned it on. I go, you, "You, you, heard that classic Apple IIc booting noise, right? You know, where you heard the, 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 uh, the drive actually was hitting the stops. That's what made the, you know, kind of noise that we'd hear." And he's like, "Dad, what the heck is that thing doing?" I'm like, "It's loading an operating system." He's like, "What's an operating?" <laughs> you know, he. For him, like you know, he had he has his own laptop. I actually just bought him a new one, but um, yeah, he's like has no concept of why why he had this bendy thing that you would stick into a slot, you know. And I don't have any. I actually don't have any games for it yet. I need to find some or the floppy I'll, I'll emulator. Find some and send them to you. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it, it it's like it's like when like it, the one of my favorite uh, video categories on YouTube. It's pretty hilarious it is watching uh, kids uh, interact with old, old computers, even old 90s computers. They're just they have no clue. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it's been great having you. My first guest on Living in the Shade of an 80s Arcade. Uh, thank you for coming on, Link. Well, you're very welcome. And I, I think uh, one thing we didn't hit on, probably the, the reason that you wanted me to come on and talk about 80s arcades is because I have one. Yes, right now. <laughs> I do you do? We well, I have to have you on again. We can talk about that again. Maybe we can make this a regular segment, a regular show. So, yeah, yeah. um, 
thanks for coming on and i want to thank everyone for listening somewhere i'll fit in our sponsor uh anchor um well technically it's also our hosting provider but uh anyway i want to thank you guys for uh coming up for listening to the show and take care and god bless yeah thanks everybody for having me on and uh hey stay 80s absolutely <laughs>